a greeting for anyone tonight because I have had it this week. It all started last <laughs> night <laughs> when my eyebrow appointment got canceled. Fixable, fine. Then I went to the workplace and they expected me to work all day. How dare they? I'm going out of town tomorrow. I don't work on the on my Fridays. <laughs> and then just everything started going wrong. And I had to stay at work till 6.30. And then I like went to order food. And then they sent me the wrong food on top of that from like a whole other restaurant. And it was food I couldn't even eat. <sighs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. So we're gonna call this the unraveling part two. I'm just because yeah. we both had weeks i'm also unraveling but that's because i was in costa rica until tuesday night and then yesterday was like the worst day (laughs) to try to work because Mm. i was just like and my period came on on tuesday while i was on the plane mine's about to start the elevation sinking together from across the country or with the strawberry moon i knew that i always like normally my period always comes on during a full moon because i'm a witch but I was about to say, I just read about the red moon cycles. No yeah. wonder us, the witches, right? The shaman, shaman. Um, but these past Amazing. few days of like getting back into work and like recovering has been like, oof. Life is a mess. So it's been this... a while since we've had a Thursday like this. Yeah. I thought I was going to come onto this podcast drunk because I was supposed to be at a happy hour at 3 30. And my patient said, You thought. <laughs> And sunk me with like six months of medicine account. My life is so cool. Uh, but you know what? Catch flights, not feelings. Yes. We flying out tomorrow. I, I hope you enjoyed my classical. <laughs> I did. Hi, guys. I hope everyone is doing well. Welcome to Pop of Color Pod, a podcast where we therapize each other out loud for two hours. Or... We talk about underrated Bravo shows with inclusive casts, like people of color, queer people, elders, etc. I was like, yeah. I don't know. This podcast is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. Especially if we're in a bad mood mm-hmm. <laughs> or tired. Mm-hmm. I was like so up last week. Love, love how quickly we've fallen <laughs> from grace. Just back to the huge. Yeah. We're going to talk about Love Match ATL tonight. It's my jam. I hope it it comes back. I love everybody on it. Actually, I don't, but like I even enjoy the people I don't love. Uh Um, What else? Sailing Yacht is almost finally over. I can't believe I'd ever get sick of Sailing Yacht, but I'm there. Mm -hmm. And then we'll do a little little sprinkles of Beverly Hills in Dubai because there's never enough to like care. But, you know, moments happen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Thoughts happen. So what's your news this week? I haven't heard it yet. So let's Oh, yeah. It. So I saved it because Ruby probably probably will hate me after I say this. Well, one of them you'll love. Do you want the good news or the bad news first? Bad news. I love deferred gratification. Okay. Well, I watched the Southern Charm preview today of the first oh. five minutes of the first episode, and it was actually good. Was this? I the, think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Was this the Naomi, Vanita in the car? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then I, wa- it- I watched it on our feed. Oh, okay, yeah. So I know the feed. yeah, and like her and Craig hooked up in Vegas, and um, have seen each other since. And then flashes or like screen or you know like screen goes to Craig <laughs> talking to Paige on the phone, and she's Come on, like, going in town, coming in town that week. And I'm like the mess because mess. But that's what they want. 
Mm-hmm. Like Craig and Paige specifically. Like they and they were on the phone with um uh I almost said Larsa with um, Leva. Leva. So I'm like, okay, I really do enjoy that like they are making steps to like bring in people of color because I mean obviously in Charleston it's mm-hmm. not that many. So it's like, okay, like finally it took y'all long enough, many a season. However, I enjoy Vanita, I enjoy Leva, I enjoy Naomi. Even not a person of color. I mean, she's not a person of color. I know. I'm just I was going to say, even though she is not. I was like, even though she is not. She's got the spray tan on lock for like the past 12 years. And she's like so Italian she's or something, right? She's yeah. like, or French. She's French. Yeah, she's white. She's um, white. She just knows the right spray tanner. But yeah, Benita and Leva. Yeah, they bring them in. Um, Catherine's boyfriend, who she dated for like that one season to not mm-hmm, seem racist. Mm-hmm. I think he's in it. Yeah, he is. I mean... You let me know, because I feel like I could sprinkle in, but, like, I'll just wait mostly for... I'll watch the reunion, because then I only have to be mad once. And then, like, I'm interested in Leva's spinoff. Yeah, I'm interested in Leva's spinoff. I will let you know how Southern Charm goes, because you know I'll be watching it. Um, Because that preview got me. When the five minutes were over and it played it back, I was like, wait, no, we're back at the beginning. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's only five. Not her. Oh, my God. Like, I always tell people, like, I'm not judging people if they choose to watch that because, like, I watch plenty of racist and misogynists on television all the time, but it's whether or not they're entertaining ones. Because my thing is, like, I had to give up on the season that Leva joined and, like, they had started to kind of introduce Anita and stuff because the men were so hateful to Leva in a very clear way, which one, they are like that to any woman. They decide they mm-hmm. don't like every season. And I just They're like, equal opportunities. I can't get over it. But also Assholes. like the fact that they were like doing plenty of gaslighting and also like not understanding how they were treating her differently from the white women. I mean, Austin and Craig, they're a yeah. disaster. So I think Craig is he's a flip flopper. He's a flip flopper. I'm hoping, he's you know, that he gives more of a shit this season but we'll see the last season COVID seasons have just been very like difficult like they were difficult because the world was going through so much you know and yeah, like, like it was it, just they should have just held so off heavy. honestly yeah they should have held off till like filming last summer maybe same thing with New York they should have held off because it was just too much going on well, in real life and on the know, show they, and they should let like, some of those ladies just rest yeah at a distance <laughs> the nice world the nice or, word quote-unquote rest or you could, you know, put them on that spinoff like you told me about and whatever. I don't care. But yeah. Look at old bitties. I did see the um, clips from like, I guess Madison and Craig were watching old episodes together. Mm-hmm. And he was like all quote, rese- like remorseful. And like, apparently he was friends with Madison for a lot of, I love Madison though, because like problematic as she is, she always speaks up. Like she's always like putting it out there. And, like, she owns her mistakes. You know what I mean? Like, she's very, like, straight shooter. And she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, Mm -hmm. I always like the people that people villainize sometimes. Because they're true to themselves versus, like, fake-ass fucks. Yeah, for sure. Like, the conversation we had a few minutes ago. But, you know, like, I would rather someone be, like, a wrong person and authentic sometimes than to, like, be the likable one. Because they're Mm -hmm. just, like... spare me with the heather gay of it all you know she's mm-hmm. like literally just pandering to anyone to love her yeah did you hear that this it wasn't a part of my news but since you brought it up that on salt lake it's meredith and jen shaw versus lisa barlow. yeah barlow and whitney rose 
Barlow and Whitney and Heather and... I'm so excited because Meredith and Jen Shaw need to join forces so that us stands can live in harmony together. <laughs> Ebony and Ivory was actually written about Jen Shaw and Meredith. Marner. Oh my God. <laughs> I love them so much. And what's funny is I saw that headline and like legit, if there weren't different like skin tones and eye colors because of all their cosmetic surgeries being the same, their mouths were all the same. It looked like an example of like when you get the testers for like a lip gloss and they show you like a puckered lip yeah (laughs) they all had the same mouth and then they all had like the same cheeks and foreheads and i was like damn it really be like that too much botox you know i live in a commoner's town so like we don't see all that anymore and i feel like even when i lived in la like i didn't hang out in parts of town where that was the thing so like i didn't see that either yeah you know, different well, what, a different fucking, what a fucking mess. And then what's your good news for me? Oh, so the good news is Married to Medicine comes back July 10th. Girl, I texted that to you. Oh. Dang. Oh, she was Did trying to really? give me news that I gave her. You Did you give scroll. me that when I was in Costa Rica? Yeah, I said, hey, I think you're still in Costa Rica, but. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't. Wait, I don't think I got it. Oh. Mm-mm, I didn't get it. This is how housewife feuds start, everybody. So in Costa Rica, the service was like not great all the time, even though I was paying for it. It just was like, I probably missed so many text messages, honestly, because. Yeah, that's fine. I just wrote, I hope you're enjoying Costa Rica. FYI, Married to Med comes back July 10th. I'm so excited. They're all so funny, though. Like. Wow, I can't believe I didn't get that. It's okay. Oh, I see. Wait, I see it on my computer or whatever yeah it says i hope you're enjoying costa rica exactly what you said (laughs) yeah please read and verify to the court (laughs) yeah but it's not on my phone you see it's not on my phone weird yeah Yeah. no that's because my my computer was hooked up to the wi-fi at the hotel but my phone wasn't because i was out and about with it so now you're fine (sighs) i'm really excited um i like really like all of them except for anila but i hope she grows on me like Anila is just doing too much in her first season trying to I mean the fact that Anila doesn't pay her the her like her makeup artists and stuff Mm. is ridiculous and thinks that like it's a burden for them to ask for their money that they worked hard for oh exposing yeah that was messy Toya was like um no you have to pay them bitch like what the also i've not watched all the old seasons i think i've just watched most of season one but like i remember tweeting once like is it wrong that i like toya and like 50 people jumped on me and i was like yes i know i like toya and then i (laughs) I was like i'm gonna have to and i love she's married to eugene i think yeah i love them um but i love all of them like dr simone even though she reminds me of someone at work that annoys me i love her and cecil i dr jackie like is necessary but again she's like a cynthia robin like i'm never that excited to see her yeah and i think she's choosing the wrong team to i mean even though dr heavenly is hilarious as fuck like it's very oh, problematic yeah, i don't love, to I don't love heavenly, heavenly. You're right, over you're right. simone heavenly. like the, the the way that jackie is that like, was wrong like if that's heavenly over simone i'm like eek yeah that was wrong and then i love contessa i want better for contessa but i love contessa and dr scott and then who oh and quad love so i'm excited because i think when we started this last year the season had just ended so we didn't really get to like dig into it 
Yeah, well, now we're ready to dig into another Atlanta show. Okay, transition. All right. I'm all Come about on. the transition. She's producing and creativing now. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Love Atlanta. I wish they had a theme song. Me like, too. Paging matchmaker Shay. <laughs> matchmaker Joseph. But obviously, Hello. is this Ming? Hello. Is this Shay? Hello. Is this the duo? The duo? I want some love. Some oh love. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to like work with what you were doing. Some love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> just make that our new intro from now on. No music, just some love. Some love. Like off key too. Some, some love. love. Some Barry White. <laughs> yeah. Some Vandross. Oh man. No, just play the chorus of slow jams every time we do this. Right. Um, okay. So again, we'll go, we're going to kind of run through each matchmaker situation and then we'll end with our little tea party. So we got our girl, Ming Ling. I'm sick of her. Like, I just, she can go. Like, bump her and add Lamont in. Yeah. Season. Because she's just like, her fascination with Shay being ghetto is because she clearly used to be ghetto. And like, now that she's rubbing elbows elsewhere, she's like, trying to frown upon it you know what i mean it's just and it's just very tacky she's tacky and then to be condescending yeah. about like thinking other people are tacky is beyond mm-hmm. um so she gets her new client amistad who like worked at the clothing store where she was dressing scott and so he's kind of like a little gym rat and then they try to say that he looked like kamora's ex-husband that guy um jimon hansu or whatever and i was like let's well, you know calm down there that's like me saying like yeah and i look like selena gomez like <laughs> come on now y'all we're just latino with short hair like right. it's really not that deep right right um <clears throat> also i thought it was wild that ming answers the phone you're calling Ming speaking how are you you're calling ming speaking how are you so you're calling me <laughs> speaking but she said it so fast like i couldn't find the punctuation in there and that was really distracting to me that's not professional mingling. You're calling me speaking. How may I help you? Yeah. So I think that's what the intent was. But to me, I was hearing you're calling me speaking. How like, how are you? And it's like, you're calling me speaking. Like you're calling me who is speaking or you're calling me. Right. Speaking. You know, like take a breath, Ming. Right. Was there a breath between like, you're calling me. Oh, hi. Yes. I'm, like, I want to speak to Ming. speaking. How may I help you? Like there was no. And her fascination with calling Shay middle budget is beyond like we'll mm-hmm. get to it with the tea party. But I was like, girl, if you were so successful, you wouldn't have to have five different businesses right now. Like at the rates that you're doing, you know what I mean? Like cause yeah. she's charging so high for her clients, but she still has to have like a bridal thing and another thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And Shay's clearly making the money she needs to for her family at the rate she's doing it so clearly she is pulling in right and there's needs for both for both markets so don't shade on her for having for dealing with middle class where yeah for her it's about volume so like with her middle class like you know like with her focusing on middle class successful like she's successful but she's more focused on volume yeah and she probably spends like a lot she actually probably spends equal or more time with her clients than ming does 
Like, I don't think Ming is pulling people the way that she could, like, she thinks she should be or, like, she thinks she is. Because, like, she, from everything we've seen, she does not do a lot for the, like, matching and coaching. Like, she's only one step above Joseph of, like, here's two people who look hot together. Like, yeah, she maybe dresses them. Like, she's all focused on the superficial and not Mm -hmm. on, like, you know, kind of how the duo and Shay have like the therapy sessions or the coaching or the like identifying weaknesses, you know, like she is super surface level from what right. we've seen so far at least. Right. I was surprised that Amistad's date went well, probably cause he's just not my type. So like mm-hmm. people who lay it on too thick just gross me out. So I just get the ick, you know? Yeah. He's like, I tell the women that I want to marry them within like, I'm like, okay, sir. Cause he's very attractive, but a man that's just like, eek. Like, just, like, clingy all, off the rip. You're like, what's wrong with you? Like, there's something wrong with you. Like, Well, I think it's, like, men who just, like, say really intense things right away like that. Mm-hmm. It like, just means that you're a love bomber. Yeah. Or just the, like, you're so beautiful. I want to marry you right now. I love you. You know, all that. It's, like, just take it easy. Play it cool. You don't have to play mm-hmm. games because there's no need for games either. But just, just, like, be. it just comes off as insincere. Yeah. Then for Shay's solo situation, um, (laughs) her second date was a disaster. A lot. Like already when it was, when they introduced and said his name is Antonio, but he goes by Tremel. Those are two very different names and two very different personalities. Definitely. Like, is that his middle name? Is that a name he chose for himself? Like, we didn't get that story. I wish we had. Like, yeah, right. But he goes by Tremel. It's like, okay, but why? And then... Um, All we know is that he's got neutered. Oh, mm, mm, mm. Like, they go on the date, and within five minutes, he tells her he's been neutered. For a man, just, again, there's some things y'all don't need to share on the first date, nor deliver in that sense. Mm-hmm. Or in that... Are you a dog? Oh, my God. Yeah, I was just like... Just from his demeanor alone when they sat down, I was like, this is not it. Like, Mm-mm. I would have pulled a G and said, you know what? I think I'm at the wrong table. <laughs> just walked out the rest. I'll keep the onions on my salad. <laughs> and I will Bye. take the onions back. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't have even ordered water. Uh, he would have been like, hey, my name is blah, blah. And, like, I would have just gotten the vibe and been like, oh, you're not who I was looking for. My apologies. And then just <laughs> hit it and quit it. Well, not hit it, but you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> punch it and go. Yeah. We would have been out the door. But I do um, like that the duo was telling her, like, their company culture of dating is, like, you date more than one person at a time. Oh, yes. Because you want to really compare and contrast and see, like, who you, act, if you actually like this yeah. person or, you know, like, have options. That's another thing Ming does wrong because she only does the one intro. Mm-hmm. So, again, failure. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, damn. <laughs> I'm feeling some type of way today. Again, failure. Uh. <laughs> Um, I was like pulling a Dorit when the duo was pouring the champagne in like white wine glasses. Mm-hmm. I was like, y'all don't have flutes. Like, don't you guys cheers for a lot of things? You know, right. don't y'all celebrate? Get a stemless flute if you have to, even though I don't like stemless flutes either. Mm-mm. Shout out to, I think my mom gifted me some. I'm sorry, girl. I'm a <laughs> terrible. I'm not really, student. I mean, I have stemless glasses, but I'm much more of a. I have them, but I don't hold them. them. Yeah. Yeah. I'll use the stemless like like they're my second option like if i have if i i I don't know i just don't really use them like that or i'll use them for like lemonade (laughs) 
Okay. I don't have room to get the kind of things I want. I need a house. I need a home, not this apartment. No, I feel wow. like we're just letting it all out today. Uh, shout out to us. <laughs> and then uh, when Shay went like, blah, blah, Marquette or Marquette. And she was like, who's Marquette? And she's like, oh, he told me to call him that. I was like, all right, flexing. It's right. Okay. Five minutes. She's like flipping her hair. She's ready. And then she was like, yep, we had sex the next day. I was like, oh my gosh, like clutching my pearls, but also so excited. Mm-hmm. Like this really like. She was like, we spiritually connect. We both have kids. We sexually align. And they're like, how do you know that? Like, well. Well, we had sex. <laughs> we had sex the next day. <laughs> I told him he could come over to watch the game and we played ball. And I played with I... some balls. <laughs> I lost it. And sometimes I watch these shows when I'm like drinking my coffee in the morning before I go to work. And I wake yeah. up early, as you know. And so it's like 6.30 in the morning. She's like, and I played with some balls. And I was like, the caffeine hasn't even run through my veins yet. Like, really? I, need, I need a moment. Like I was losing it. I like her, um, this Taraji wig that she's doing now. Mm-hmm. Like, um, when she called up her uh, client, Ashley, and then like in her other confessional, I'm like, the Taraji cut looks good on her. It does. It really does. Seem um, so she finally found a good match for her client, Ashley, which I was very happy for. I think his name was Rolando. Um, and they had like their little flirtation. They were like, maybe it's my own issue, but like <laughs> the plates at that restaurant were big. I was like, y'all could have split that yeah i know i probably shouldn't care about that maybe like sharing food is too intimate on first date and i know a lot of men feel some type of way about sharing food but i love that she was just so like enamored with this guy and just like and that shay asked him ahead of time like do you care that she's a sex she was smart to do that yeah yeah she's smart to do that and he was just like no i'm open to it and he said he went to swingers clubs and you could just see ashley like oh well, she and said her lady parts were wet or something. Watering up. Water, she was watered up or something. Yeah, because she was like, those tattoos, they make my lady parts water up. I'm like, okay. I was like. Because he was like, maybe. I love your skin tone. He was like, you're, like, what I love most about you is like your skin tone and those lips. And I At first like, I was nervous when he said skin tone because I don't know if that comes off wrong in the community. Like, I, mean, I didn't know what that meant. I mean, not. Like, he's just appreciating. It depends, yeah. He's not saying yeah. like. Like it, it, I think it'd be different if like a white person or someone else would be like, I love your skin tone. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like that's what I was thinking of. But I figured like within the community, it's probably okay. Like right. he's just saying that he admires her beauty. But yeah. I got a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm getting nervous in places I don't need to be. Because I think he was just like, it's rich. Like your skin tone yeah. is just so rich and your lips are just so yeah. full. Like I love it. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's just like... Yeah, he knew how to compliment her Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, and see, there you go. He was, like, open and direct, but, like, had a sweet demeanor to it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it was, like, a little saucy, but it wasn't, like, uh, less vicious. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't, like, uh, like a, I'm trying to think of, like, a villain. You know, like, I feel like he's, like, going to take you into his lair. And, like. And they had sex. And they showed up. Oh, look at you and Shay. Like, just. Yeah, I was, like, come on, make your match, make E. Like, yeah. And Shay said it. She's like, we're living the same life. I was like, all right, calm down, Shay. You're not a sex blogger. (laughs) You had sex with Marquette. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, the duo, they revisit with G and she's back. 
and she had a much better date and I was so excited for her because like she won me over with the onions back on the salad situation mm-hmm. and so she met Greg and like they had like a vibe she brought peaches out and you know complimented him and did all the little hints that the duo gave and like honestly like throwback to Countess Luann in season two of Roni because she told Bethany to like lean forward and mm-hmm. whisper at a man and we clowned her ass for it but the duo did it and look at G Mm-hmm. That's G and G. Peaches was like, mm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, was so gentle and sweet. But I love that he like ordered her food, like meaning like he asked her what she wanted, like what temperature do you want of the salmon? I was like, oh yes, put pepper on her food. Came with a gift, candles and chocolate. I was like, I mean, okay. the gift was a level up. I mean, he's a mature man too. Like she's forty two, he's fifty two. Like so, he mm-hmm. already knows what the women want. You mm-hmm. know, he's been around. I liked their age gap too. I feel like that's like a fair age gap like at this point in life and so yeah and the further generation yeah like you're still in the same generation with your 10 years apart Mm -hmm. it's like 15 plus you know right things get messy i always say never be with some like i will never be with someone here i go something bad's gonna happen to me (laughs) like closer to my parents age than my age because like then it's gonna be a different relational situation so yeah you know, people born before 1978 need not apply <laughs> <laughs> because they're listening to this podcast wondering. If you're wondering, um, Ruby does not want you. Neither do I. Um, um, I'm trying to see because I spelled this wrong. Oh, unless you're a billionaire, then let's chat. Unless you're a billionaire about to die with no kids that are going to fight me for money. Let's <laughs> chat. <laughs> let's chat. Uh, and then we had like Kelly with her boyfriend, Chris, again, he was like about to leave town. They're so sweet that I'm like, I really hope you're fine. I really hope that they don't, I was going to say they don't die. Cause I was still thinking about that billionaire thing <laughs> <laughs> that they don't break up because, um, I like them and I kind of don't blame him for being like, I'm stuck on Detroit because like, that was the goal that they had made at the beginning of the relationship. Like obviously things change, but mm-hmm. like. He's just expressing like this was never in the plan. So it's and like, you know why I'm trying to get custody around. of his. He's trying to get custody of his daughter. Like of course he doesn't want to leave home base. Oh, I missed that part completely. Yeah, so. he was like, I'm trying to get custody of my daughter. Like you know that like it's important for me to like spend time with her. Like and she didn't argue with that. She was just like, okay, like yeah, they're kind of well. in that weird spot where like they both love each other and like respect why the other one wants to be in the city they're in, but like they also know that can't last forever. Yeah. So it's like, how much more time do you want to put into it? Mm-hmm. Someone taught me the best word or the best phrase yesterday that I had never heard before the sunken time fallacy what is and that? it's like because I was talking about a situation where people were like well I've invested this much time into this project like uh why would I give up now like into a goal and it's like sometimes it's better to just like leave it because if you're just gonna keep investing more time and you're not gonna get to you know it's so, like they're probably like well we've been together this long we're not going to break up now but it's like what if you guys are going to continue just on different paths like mm-hmm. and still just like holding each other back you know mm-hmm. from so your time fallacy where it's like just because you put time into it doesn't mean you should keep doing keep that. doing it Ooh, i like that Sunken right like, come, on, come on intellectualism shout out Ooh. to my friend jade high school english teacher graduate of the college of william and mary Given note, sunken note, fallacy. No, fuck, sunken time fallacy. <laughs> sunken note, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Tourette's. Sunken note, fuck. 
<laughs> Sorry for my classy ways. Uh, but yeah, and then um, a little interjection. They had an astrology party, so obviously they were calling to us. There's an astro. There's right. like an astrology based matchmaker. I forgot his name already. He was weird, but um, I love that he Tim. pulled up the natal charts. Mm-hmm. I was like trying to read stuff, um, but like he was also reading it crazy. So it like that would have helped nobody. So for have- Shays, he was good. He was like, you're nice to a fault. But then for Tana, he was just, he wasn't saying any details. He's like, if you do that and you do, do, do this, I was you'll get weak this. At her interpreting him. I was weak. I'm like, sorry, you're she not was just saying like, anything. This was a mess. <laughs> and then at the end, we have Ming and Shay come together um, for, quote, a tea party. That Wait, was you missed part. a part. Oh, well, I guess, are we going back to that? What? Joseph and Shay talking in Paris talking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That Shay, I do have that. Oh, sorry, my bad. Um, so Shay and Paris make up at the astrology party, and like Shay's like, I don't want to lose my friendship with Joseph. Like it's been ten years. It was very sweet. Like they clearly are friends, mm-hmm. and so like at least they talked it out and resolved it. And then Paris also like seemed like they both seemed very sincere in their makeup and apology. Yeah. Cause Paris was like, look, I want you to know, like I am deeply in love with this man. And I believed her. Like she was just like, I know like, I believe her too. Coming from the space of like Shay being like, I'm being overprotective because like I've seen women come and go and I don't want my, want my friend to be used by a woman. And Paris being like, I am deeply in love with this man. That was like, which is so sad, but yeah. I believe it. I believe it too. I was like, okay, like they yeah. are in love with each other. They all other. make choices. They're, they're wild. You know, when you meet a couple, this is something I've said to my parents. <laughs> I've been like, y'all can never leave each other because no one will love you more than y'all love each other. Like yeah. if Joseph and Paris leave each other, it's kind of like Kymanda from Summer House. Like there's no one for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're stuck with that forever. Same with, my pa- same with my parents <laughs> my dad was like my mom loves me more than your mom does I was like no she doesn't like my dad's own mother loves him less than his wife does <laughs> I'm glad my family doesn't use the internet because <laughs> that could r- ruffle some feathers but that's the truth out here people <laughs> um so yeah Joe Paris for- Joe Paris mm-hmm. Posif I don't know Joris? I think like Josiris. <laughs> Josiris. But I kind of want like the P in there. So it's like Josiris. Paris. Posif? Jose Paris. Paris? Post-it note. <laughs> like they should be together forever. Five ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so Ming and Shay meet each other at this like ugly ass place that has and a like a backyard with gnats everywhere that's called a tea party and Shay did a little bit too much with the dress up look like it's season one we're not doing themed showdowns yet Shay. yeah like she should have just come in like a, a cute dress Ming looked raggedy but that's her vibe so there we are <laughs> and so they sit down and <laughs> Shay's like like I again Shay is nice to a fault like I feel so bad because like somebody who's like a little further self-actualized would not be so like deferential to say like I'm here because like you think I'm someone I'm not and like you know like she was just like so almost apologetic Mm -hmm. 
for being herself and it's like girl this woman should be apologizing to you for being a dick for no reason and ming showed that she had the upper hand when she sat down because she sat down and she was on the phone and was like give me a minute i just need to finish texting this client oh i didn't think that was an upper hand i just thought that was rude as hell i think it's rude but i think ming ming was setting the precedence of like well she was trying to say like you're unimportant yeah which is like that's not a way to come in for resolution Mm -mm. i thought it was super tacky it's like bitch take your phone text like you're probably texting your husband to love you why don't you do that in the car before you come over to right see like you weren't busy with work because again you had to pull amistad from the clothing store <laughs> what the clientele where like is he paying you know twenty five thousand dollars for a match because i don't think so uh, her prices are like fifty thousand seventy yeah he's 000. not paying that he works in the clothing store which there's no disrespect to that but I work in a job that I work in and I can't pay 50,000 for shit. So what is she doing? Um, And so then they like, you know, start eating, you know, Ming calls a scone a sconce because she's (laughs) trash. That's all I needed. She was close because like British people say scone instead of scone, but she added that extra C at the end of scones. Shay was like, that's all I needed. Like, you're pretending to be something that you're not. Like, you saying sconce instead of scone is indicative of you. <laughs> I'm just so curious, like, as to why Ming chooses, like, Shay as her mission. Because, like, the way that she's still saying middle budget in her confessionals when she well knows by now that it's middle class is, like, she clearly just, like, has an issue with her. And I feel like mm-hmm. she's just doing it because, like, in her mind, I don't believe this to be true, but in her mind, Shay is the weakest link. So she's not going to go after like the duo that's like probably number one in the situation. And she's not going to go after Joseph who has like Paris and the app and the network on the side. So she's like, oh, so I'm going to go for Shay. But in some way, isn't like if someone thinks someone is the weakest link in some way, aren't they also threatened by that person? And, and, you know, no, I think it's that she wants to one deflect from her bullshit because like clearly she just keeps saying in her confessionals that her man doesn't love her or whatever. And then she, like, I was just listening to somebody talk about this, and it's true, like, whenever you see um, someone new on Real Housewives and they want to make their mark and, like, seem like a baddie, they just pick whoever's the loser of the group in their minds because it's an easy target. Mm. So I don't think she's, like, she might underneath it all be upset. Like I said, Shay pulls a lot of clients. Like, Shay's volume and success rate speaks for itself. So she, I think she's not very, I think Ming is not very good at her job as good as she's claiming to be. Because again, like at those rates and the frequency of people she pulls, she's not really making as much money as she claims to if she has to have like all these subdivisions of business. That's my theory. I don't know to be true. This is all alleged and assumptions based on nothing, just my yeah. I think I just come but. from like the bully mind state where it's like normally bullies pick on who they see as the weaker, the weakest link, but it's also someone that they're threatened by. Like, so yeah, a bully I might just, pick on like a kid who's like really smart in class because they, they're dumb as fuck or like they can't, you know, like get good well, grades. And so they're like, okay, well, I'm going to pick on this person. And the duo and Joseph and Paris are both pairs. So yeah. she's going to have two against one versus like she can dominate one person. Mm-hmm. So she's somebody who's too nice, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're not going to buck up. And you can take advantage of her or seem to. Yeah. So that's my thought. Yeah. And like the thing about like criticizing about Shay's like focus on volume is bullshit because Joseph has like. Is that thunder? Yeah. 
I thought I saw like lightning behind you and I was like, I don't know what that is, but I'm just gonna <laughs> It's not it's not the devil exactly, but mind my business. <laughs> that was so loud. I felt that in my groin. And not in a good way. Not it in sounded like the world way. um the world's stomach grumbled from this end. <laughs> that was so terrifying. I'm so sorry for jumping. The world needs a sandwich. Jeez. I need to like move to space. I swear to fucking God. I said that at the beginning of the pandemic. I was like, send me to outer space. I will be Xenon <laughs> on the space day. Like, look at my backpack. She's ready for another galaxy. <laughs> zoom, away. zoom, zoom. Make my heart go boom, boom. My supernova girl. Oh, that song still fucks. I love it so much. All right. So, uh, so yeah, Ming sucks. Next. Yeah. You want to take a break and come back with sailing yachts sail away sail away all right let's do if it. i survive that storm <laughs> and like we said marriage to medicine is coming back july 10th and obviously oh my god the lightning i can't um atlanta's gonna be on for a few more weeks so i think what is it um i think love match atlanta must be ending in like two weeks like i would guess that it's probably going to end like june 26th because the next sunday is fourth of july and they're obviously mm-hmm. not going to have a show on that day so i i think we have two episodes left yeah it's probably so like short we're gonna season. have we're gonna have the penultimate episode it's gonna be that just in paris fight where they look like clowns in their outfits they look insane did you mm-hmm. see the preview yeah and joseph joseph is like they're recording they're filming and yeah he did like, the classic stop recording it's like shut the fuck up and then i'm sure the season finale will be the proposal yeah i'm not gonna lie i can't wait for like the joseph in paris country wedding <laughs> in season two that's what that's I, yeah be. that and i'm i look forward to a longer season yeah it's like they did the, they did that with us with family karma it was like a really short season and well the, the first season's months. always like eight to ten episodes yeah. max because they need to see if aren't gonna have, and they're not gonna have enough content to last the season because people don't know what they're doing yet yeah um so now we'll sail away to spain for blow duck sailing yacht which i need to end because now I'm just like getting over everybody. I'm sad about it, but it's almost over too because this is like it starts out with the night before their last charter, and mm. Glenn and Glenn is like, "Stay home, guys! Like, don't get too ratchet." And everyone's like, "Fuck that!" and gets crazy. Ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Is that too cliche of a word?" But that's exactly what happens. Like Gary's trying to fuck Scarlett, and she literally told him she was like, "This is more trouble than it was worth." Yeah, and she's not wrong. Because, like, he's not that good, so. Mm-hmm. And he looks Why like Lord not? Farquaad. Yeah, he, with a D. Lord, Lord Farquaad. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for enunciating. And, um, like, did we have to see that scene of him having diarrhea? Like, that was a moment that didn't ever need to be on my screen. And him asking for tissue? Toilet oh, paper? my God. <sighs> yeah. And then they are partying. So he cleans his shop literally and then he goes back upstairs to keep partying and they do the hurricane shots that the canadian people taught them and i fucking screamed when he spit in daisy's face he spit tequila in that girl's face (laughs) her eyes were open (laughs) that burns y'all he was like that's what you get basically basically for being all up in my business (laughs) 
I would do that too. The way she has cock blocked him for it's three insane. quarters of the season, that's just some bullshit. Like, if you're not going to fuck him, don't stop other people. But then he just continues to play games with her and says like, oh, well, you know, I need to settle down, Daisy. Like, I'm like, okay. Well, then she's also a dumbass for falling mm. for that shit. Like we've said before to each yeah. other. Actions over words. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they were just doing a lot. Oh, Ashley doing the worm was so much for my soul to process. <laughs> that poor girl, she just wants to be loved, y'all. <laughs> like, that's what I've come to the conclusion. And of it's just like so embarrassing. She's so 23 and like wanting the old big kids to like her. I was like, bendito. That's all I could think. <laughs> and I was also like kind of weak at her and Barnaby flirting too, because like they seem like more of a vibe, but that's just me. Yeah, both um, lazy and. Well, not lazy, but yeah. And then fucking Colin, Marcos, and Gary, like wrestling and giggling was too much. I was so weak. First (laughs) off, because Daisy was like, I'll think about the consequences of our drinking in the morning. And then Colin is telling Marcos like, what time do you need to be up? And he's like, 3 a.m. And he's like, but it's 12 now. So don't go to sleep. Yeah. You're not going to sleep yet. Like peer pressure him to just stay up. And then they like, yeah, like you said, them play wrestling and shit i'm like what is this the grown men giggling was just like a sight that was just so much (laughs) like and the the amount of time it lasted i was like many shit like they really are is this what they really do till 2 a.m like that's like what happens yeah like to me that's what actually happens at bachelor parties half the time it's like like what you think they're doing is fucking all these girls and what they're really doing is giggling and wrestling each other giggling each other i don't even (laughs) be wrestling they were like tickling each other (laughs) i can't i cannot yeah and but i was happy that marcos had fun because like as much as like again you and i both relate to this like we're major workhorses so it's like i relate to like if I have a deadline or like I make the most neurotic checklist for like every day of my life. Mm-hmm. And like, I have to accomplish this because like, if I don't have structure, I lose control. Yep. And so like, I go too far the other way. So like, I understand like having that pressure, but sometimes like looking at the big picture, especially like breaking the fourth wall, if you think about it, like, Hey, you just did like this whole season of television and like, you've been fairly successful at it. Like just enjoy this chapter of your life existence right i'm glad that he chose to embrace having fun because he'll find a way to make his goals happen for the work mm-hmm. part yeah anyways. and like the consequence of like if it works out or not will be fine because it's your last charter like yeah the only thing mean, is like it doesn't primary. mean be complacent and like don't succeed but like you don't have to be perfect all the time and again like it's easy for us to say oh also we found out who's the capricorn tonight mm-hmm. so again mm-hmm. relatable to mm-hmm. us and so you know exactly the same what we're talking about is like we're just so accustomed to like meeting all these like ridiculous standards we set for ourselves yeah i was just glad he chose to have a little fun and blow off steam yeah same even though he and colin missed their wake up time <laughs> the next morning then wake up till 9 a.m that's crazy yo and like (laughs) the fact that they're probably like the two most like consistent hard workers aside from daisy is uh or including daisy whatever the fuck i'm just trying to say she works hard too um it was just like crazy and then when they woke up in the morning like how are you doing the clip of her face (laughs) she looked fucked up and not like 
drunk fucked up. Like she just looked like someone had just yeah. run her over with a Did- Mack truck. She just saw the mess on the boat was like, I just want to cry. Like, I just want to, why did we drink this much? I like whoever said we're living. I was like, oh my God, the standards are so low. But I was also weak that uh, Glenn, because Glenn is so easygoing. Like Captain Jason would never let any of this shit happen. Like he would have. Oh, Captain Jason would be so mad at the messy boat. My daddy. Mm. But I also don't think that like, you see how like Captain, like their working styles are so different. Like, Glenn is so laid back and I feel like everyone just like does so well because he just lets them do their thing for the most part unless it's like a really shitty situation. Whereas Jason is just so like up everyone's asses in a micromanager that like they all are failing. (laughs) I think I like get where Jason's coming from though because I'm like that in the sense that it's like I don't think he's trying to micromanage but I think he he wants to help like he can see where people's weaknesses are and wants to like help them get better. Yeah. And but I it think comes it, but it, it still comes back a, a bad way because one, I know my team doesn't like to sell me shit, but guess what? I'm going to move to another team anyway. So <laughs> not officially. Well, kind of officially, but they don't know that yet. Woo! They don't know. <laughs> they Look don't at you go. Yet. Look at you go. Look at you go. Burr, 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 burr. Yas, queen. Air horns, air horns, air horns. Confetti, <laughs> confetti, confetti. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I like it. Like, let's keep going. <laughs> it's a celebration. Um, so yeah, they'll find out. <laughs> they'll find out in like two weeks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I, I understand why it comes off bad, but I know the intent is good. Like he just wants to like keep helping people like develop and like mentor them and stuff, and just be like, here's something you could do better. Yeah. I th- again, I think it's like also when you hold yourself to a high standard and you're leading a team you want your team to reflect that but glenn style is good too um it's just like i feel like he also doesn't catch things right away but he does like he yeah he kind of like leaves it in the other heads of departments hands too so yeah he has good heads of departments so i think that's why he can get away with it but Asia is like not a very experienced chief stew as we know so like she's kind of a mess we're kind of blurring between sailing yacht and blow deck down under for those who don't realize so Asia on down under like she's this is her first chief stew position so like she doesn't know and I've really I've seen people do this before where she doesn't know how to be people's bosses before being their friend you mm-hmm. know and you have to like in a job like that where there's a clear hierarchy you need to like establish the professionalism part right away yeah but also like be relatable and like an open person to talk to but you also have to be clear like you answer to me mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I don't think she set that boundary well enough for and so someone like to me who wants to work hard is going to just work hard anyway and someone like Magda who just doesn't realize like she needs to be respecting that is gonna go do what she wants right and then Jamie like there's no words for whatever his leadership style is <laughs> Bitch. He should have been. He should have been fired. Yeah, he should have been fired, and then eventually Culver should have been fired. But Here at we least are. we got rid of Ryan and Magda. You know, know, God can only do so much in one time. <laughs> we'll know for next season. Like raggedy raggedy. Right. Um. So then, it made me also think about the like the way that they all looked so bad. It just reminded me of the last time I was hungover, which was after that Bridgerton viewing party I threw mm-hmm. where I sent myself to bed. And oof, 
I can't be there again. Like that's why I can't drink crazy anymore because it's true what they say about the recovery time. Yeah, it's like, like my two days. Whole body head to toe was on fire of pain. Like and then I was nauseous, but then I had a headache and then I would take a medicine for one thing and it would affect the other thing. Yep. And then I don't know if this was part of the hangover or my experience watching the show, but I had like chest pains a lot too. And so like, I don't know if it was like, cause I was all heated up from the show or heated up from the hangover. You know what I mean? Like it was just, <laughs> and then I didn't know if that's why my stomach hurt. I was like, am I excited for the show or am I still nauseous from whatever I did to myself yesterday? <laughs> And so that was just 30 plus hangover. That was just a reminder. I can't go back there a lot. Yeah. (laughs) like I can get tipsy and go to bed. I get tipsy. If I get drunk, I do everything I can possible the night before, before I go to bed to not be (laughs) hungover the next day. But even that's a choice. That is a choice. So we get the guests and they're like this couple that met on the first day of college. I never believe in this situation because that meant y'all didn't really experience college. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe if you met and like were just friends, but hung out with, you know, like experience other things, AKA other genitalia. Mm-hmm. Don't be meeting and getting together on the first day of college and then getting married. Like, whoa, you don't even know him. Y'all didn't, <laughs> I mean, do you y'all know didn't hook up with, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> that's what I mean. Like y'all didn't hook up with other people. Like, like they didn't know themselves. Is yeah. My thing. Because who you are at 17, 18. I mean, some people are ma- marry their high school sweethearts or people. But that... maybe they still hung out with other people in high school, even if it was just like smooches. I know someone who has not. Like she has been with her husband since they were 14 years old. They, they've known each other since they were in the sixth grade. And they've been did together they since they were 14. Did they at least have a kiss with somebody else before? Nope. They I don't think well, so. Nope. You better investigate. I had my first kiss in middle school. So I could have dated somebody at 14 and been like, I've lived a life. I mean, maybe she someone, <laughs> but like, that's not really living. I'm saying for that age group. <laughs> Fine. Don't get into it. I'm just making a joke, India. Oh, man. At this segment, because it was a flop. No, I mean, I had my first kiss when I was 13 or in the sixth grade. In the sixth grade. That was not 13. That was like I was like, 12. I hope you weren't 13 in the sixth grade, India Harris. That was like 12. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because you're also an older. I'm a younger. So like. Yeah, I turned 12. I started. Like a few months after. Before, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, after. Versus like, I went into eighth grade, still 12 for like a month or two. And yeah. then I turned 13. And okay. I was just living life. I was just living life in eighth grade. Little sluts. <laughs> yeah, that. Oh man, but yeah, this charter. They when were... you look at pictures of us in middle school. Yeah, we were definitely little sluts. Right. <laughs> like, let's. That'd be so wrong. I was like, let's post pictures of ourselves in middle school with that caption. I was cute in middle stories. school. I was cute, but I don't think I was giving little slut. No, I wasn't giving little slut. I was giving little Christian girl. I was giving like little fake surfer girl because like I had the puka necklace or like a necklace with a shell on the middle. And then I was wearing one of those graphic tees from like American Eagle or whatever that like had a fake business on it. You know, where it'd be like raised yeah. on a stand. 
<laughs> it was very that. And then I had like, I can always remember the picture. Like I just like had my hair pulled back a certain way and I kind of look exactly the same, but just younger. But like in my this- face is the same. In the sixth grade, I had hair that was unwashed that I literally just put like oh. conditioner in. Like I would just like have my straight hair like one day and then the next day be like, I'm just going to put a bunch of conditioner in my hair. And I did. And so the picture is just like crinkly hair because of the conditioner. But I had on my favorite dress or like top. It, oh my God, I still think about it. It was pink and it had like palm trees all over it. And it was kind of like tight. And I really loved it because it like formed like my like so growing body. It was giving body. little slut with conditioner. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> little slut with conditioner. Come through. <laughs> little slut with conditioner. <laughs> I, I don't remember my sixth grade one. I was thinking of eighth grade. I know seventh grade I was giving smiles because I had braces. So I was just like not even that happy. I, there was no scrunched eyes. It was very like my face is serious, but I just tried to curl my lips up. And that's how I smile. <laughs> and that's how I smile in pictures today. It's like, shit hasn't changed. <laughs> she, she doesn't care enough. Oh, and my hair was like the same month it is now. Okay, now that we've told you guys about all of our middle school pictures, I guess, what was even happening? Oh, the guests. <laughs> they were boring as hell, so that's yeah. why. They were boring. Um, I um, did scream at the guy who like didn't do, or the swing. <laughs> Who didn't let go of the rope swing after they're like, no, stop. I was like, bro, you're endangering yourself and other people, like, and the boat. People just don't know how to act. He got on, he was like, nope, nope, I'm not doing this. But he didn't let go. Like, he got back on the boat and still held on, hit the thing, hit the other thing, went back off, That's hit like something an else. That's like safety issue. And people, like, are just fucking so stupid. And I can't. They're just like, let go. Let go. <laughs> let your hands go just He's like nope i have it. a thing with heights nope i can't do it i'm like okay idiot he was just yeah. boinging around it was hilarious and then like scarlet and ashley had this little moment where like they both pretended like they were never into gary right and i was like come on fake like full denial one y'all want to be on tv because you knew who he was at this point that he was like the person to like get filmed with and now y'all are trying to act like brand new moving right along they were literally in full denial so then they had the astrology dinner which like was not as cute as the astrology matchmaking party um because people were dressed crazy (laughs) they all looked so stupid um i was not shocked with the main girl being an aquarius because like i think i've told you my theory about like aquarian women like my issue is like they're just always so like i'm so different and like just have to be so unique and whatever and to the point where it's just like annoying like yeah if you're really different you don't have to say it like we'll just see you for that so like her being like oh my god guys i'm sorry you have to eat like this because of my diet also like let me visit something for people like it's one thing if she has celiac disease but like when they posted the low fo- fodmap diet that's like a thing that you're only supposed to do for a few weeks that's not supposed to be like how people eat for life that's supposed to be like if you have like an issue, especially like yeah. bacteria. Like it's a very specific diet to address like an acute issue. That is not for a lifestyle. As someone who has like a chronic condition and like reads constantly about like different appropriate right, right. diets for mm-hmm. your health. Like it's one thing if you eat anti-inflammatory, but like low FODMAP is just so many eliminations 
it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I have looked at it myself and I'm like, ooh, yeah, no. Yeah, it's and it's not meant to be for life and she's presenting that this is how she eats daily. Whether or not that's true is one thing, but like if that's how you eat daily, like no, you shouldn't be unless you literally have like 30 diseases. Right. Maybe she has SIBO. Who knows? <laughs> Everyone else has to suffer because of it. I have, I mean, I have a friend who literally just went through all of this. So like, I, it's also very like recent in my mind. Um, but then, you know, I was relating to Marcos when he was making that wedding cake because I too baked some Pillsbury gluten-free cupcakes from a box for my work potluck last week. So I was struggling because I didn't want to frost them after we recorded last week. I wanted <laughs> to go to bed. So, you know, that was basically the same problem, right? Blue frosting, Marcos making a three. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I was like <laughs> making everyone's tongues blue before 12 p.m. <laughs> well, like I was. What like, a little terrorist. <laughs> I know. Like, well, I was just like going to get the regular funfetti vanilla. And then um, I saw the blue and I was like, well, it is summertime almost like let's make it a theme, you know. And then I was like licking the frosting after I was done. And I saw my tongue and I went, oh no, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) Like we work in a professional environment and now everyone's going to look like a fucking Smurf. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) Or like they like to Smurf, which some of them probably would. Um, I was weak when Marcos was talking about like how he had to make this cake perfect though, because like his mom's a pastry chef and she wasn't going to like let him hear the end of it. Like every Latinx kid is like, your mom's going to talk shit to you if you don't make it perfect. Like, come on. Right, right, <laughs> I was, right. I was personally triggered. And he's a Capricorn, so there's a double. Yeah, so it was really maybe. probably more the Capricorn bit, but like at the time I was just like, it's getting so ominously dark here. Yeah, um, because it weather. is here too. It like literally turned. I can't, like, will I live to see tomorrow? <laughs> Oh my God, that's terrible. You will. <laughs> um, anyways, anyways, whatever God wants. Um, I was, so then they get ready for the beach picnic for the wedding. And I was really proud of Ashley for finally taking the lead and stepping up. I was like, come on, girl, like get your second stew on. Right. Boss some bitches around. And everybody responded really well to like her being professional and doing her job. It's when she's like, the penis was in my vagina is when people don't respond well to you. Exactly. But doing your work and doing it well and like having a purpose to having that mouth you know sorry for that phrase but you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah no i get what you're saying you know using your no that doesn't sound any better i was gonna say using your mouth for a purpose anywho she did using your words for a purpose thank you thank you words words not (laughs) um you know she like proved herself so i was very proud of her yeah no i Um, i appreciated that as well even though i mean it's still a camping tent or a cookout i I don't want that kind of wedding let me let's be honest like i don't need a big wedding but yeah like i don't want that tarp i could have gotten at walmart for 40 bucks as Mm -mm. and the fact that like they knew they should know these guests like what the options are for a wedding on a show like this or like a boat like this the dress that she chose to wear was so ridiculous and just like further proves the aquarius woman theory of like i have to seem so extravagant and like 
magnificent when it's like girl that shit is gonna get all sandy in five seconds it's so heavy it was such a p- pretty dress but for that occasion was like why not appropriate at all like why? it was just so that you could be like oh my god i'm so sorry that i chose this dress because she kept saying it. she's like i know i chose such a subtle look and she had to say it like 50 times shut the fuck up <laughs> i don't care if it's your day <laughs> the pms is jumping out y'all i get so vicious it's been a roller coaster for the past 24 hours as long as <laughs> But I think I would have felt like this anyways. Um, Disclaimer. Yeah. At like three quarters of the way through this show. Um, But the wedding was really cute. Like I loved how excited he was when he saw her. It was like very genuine. His little face changed. Um, Their vows were cute. So like I was Kelsey where I was like, I'm a big wedding crier. It's very me. Yeah, it was cute. Like that's the only place where I like I mean, I cry sometimes, but like, if you really want to trigger me, like, and like, not trigger me, I hate saying that word over and over again. That's what I mean. But like, if you want to get me going, like weddings where there's like a hint, like self-written vows and shit like that. And it's done really well. Like, I just always feel like my eyes are welling and like then father daughter dances or like my friend had his grandmother dance with him because mm-hmm. his mom isn't with us. And so like, shit like that fucks me up and i'm just like my friends are so beautiful and then yeah (laughs) i drank all their alcohol and some coffee so i could stay awake um but yeah that was the show i think next week's no not next week's the family i think it's also gonna be like two weeks um because they didn't say finale right uh or did they no no they didn't say finale i think if there's like two weeks they keep trying to make us think that Gary's going to hook up with Daisy, but that's Scarlet. So I'm over that. That's all I'm going to say. Right. I will not be fooled. Right. I'm like, okay, no, I don't think that it's going to be that. Like, I think that it's just, you know, like they do want us to think that it's going to be um, Daisy. And it's like, no, stop trying it's to fool not, us. It's not. All right, Beverly Hills, like either like a rose and a thorn or like what was your general takeaway from last night's episode in Mexico? Um, so, I mean, in general, I liked it, but it was a good, I, it was a good it's, it's been a great season. However, I just think that Crystal is ridiculous and I think that Erica hyping up crystal and saying like you need to speak up for yourself and do this and do that it's like ridiculous because crystal fucked up like and so i feel like kyle sutton and garcelle are the only rational ones that are like i think i think and i honestly think that um lisa renna's on the fence of like rationality and then also just wanting to just see the the mess because she's like well i did hear about the story about her 14 friends like hmm it's like everyone has heard that this story. That and no was one was wild when they revealed that. They were 14 people? You know what? Like, you were falling out with 14 friends. Low key, that kind of says something. So like the thing that's like also the, um, what's the word? Like the Achilles heel mm-hmm. of Beverly Hills is like, they're also loyal to each other as a cast that they kind of like, there's certain things that they won't bring up for no reason because mm-hmm. like they want to protect each other. Like they were the first ones who never talked about lawsuits and stuff like that. Cause they just decided that there was a lot that was off limits, which is what made the show so boring. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that like low key, they had all accepted Crystal. And so they were like, well, we're not going to bring this up because like, she's one of our people now, you know? So like, we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll fight each other, but we'll also protect each other from outsiders. Right. And then once she started pulling punches that aren't fair, they were like, oh no, bitch. Like now we see what everybody told us about. There's a kind of weirdness though, at the specificity of 14 friends dropping you. Like, were you a 15 person group? Right. Like, were you a musical band that performed variety shows in the suburbs of Los Angeles that you had to be 15 round? Like what, you know, like that also makes me suspicious. Are these 14 other women complete bitches? Like, you know what I'm saying? I like, just wonder what any, the context Anybody who rolls in a group that deep, that's specifically a group can't be trusted because I would say I have 15 close friends, but those are all in like different groups of like Mm -hmm. three to four people max you know what i mean that and it's just like okay what happened between these 15 friends exactly like she won't explain it you do you travel as 15 couples or 15 families on vacation because that's a lot that's true but i also like that kyle was like on watch what happens live because andy asked her about crystal and she was like look what i think happened was that you know crystal's a newbie and she thought that like well that's where i agreed with the theory about sorry explain the theory but like that's where i got the main thing too oh yeah no i mean you explain it because i honestly probably would get some of it messed up no just that like kyle was saying that like crystal was a newbie and so like she picked sutton because sutton was the least liked person Mm -hmm. on the cast at that time like because you had the inner circle of like Kyle, Rena, Erica, Dorit, who weren't going to go against each other, like who are so well liked and have, are so established. Yeah. And you have Garcelle, who's a famous person outside of Housewives that was like already gaining traction. So she went after Sutton because nobody likes Sutton yet. And she was right. just a friend of. And like, and Sutton is a fucking weirdo. And so like she rubs people the wrong way. And so Crystal's like, oh, this is the right person to like dig mm-hmm. into. Um, and so, like, she picked the weakest link in that case. You know what I mean? She wasn't threatened by Sutton. She just thought Sutton was a loser. And so she went after her. Right. And then what I thought was, and what I agree with is, like, I think before, like, the Trump era of the world, like, when Housewives did, like, really polarizing and, like, definitely racist or, like, inexcusable things, it would not be aired because they wanted to protect, like, this little image of people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure if you were to look into the archives of, like, the original OC, New York, Beverly Hills, all that, they probably did some fucked up shit. But when they had to hold Leanne and Dallas accountable for all of the Mexican commentary against Carrie, and then with, like, the resurgence of Black Lives Matter, but, like, really being understood in the general populace because of the pandemic like people couldn't look away from that right now we're doing accountability for these people so i do agree that there's one of two things either it like we like everyone's claiming it didn't happen crystal is flat out lying or what would be crazier is if the producers and editors hold on to that clip till the reunion i would lose my goddamn mind if yeah like, if that clip does exist and then Crystal is like vindicated. Because Kyle was like, but y'all would have aired it. I don't think that Kyle would claim a flat out, because like even Kyle, like that's what ruined LVP's friendship with her is like Kyle picks the truth over mm-hmm. being like, you know, like, and I don't think that's being disloyal. She's just like, I mean, Libra Moon, come on. She's here about justice, you know? Yeah. So she's like, what's fair is fair. 
Right. And so I I liked that. I liked and if that. it was something racist, I feel like Kyle would have been like, okay, because, I mean, her husband, Mauricio, is Mexican. So, like, her kids well, are... you know, we can't lay that claim, right? Because we always say, like, just because, like, you date people of other races or, like, have other cultures in your life doesn't... But I just feel like, in racist. general, that Kyle is very much like, I, I don't I understand think- everything, even with Garcelle. And she was like, I didn't think that what I said yeah. about, like, the charity thing was, yeah. like, I didn't mean it that way. Like, and yeah. I didn't want that to be applied to, like, you as a black woman, has, so I'm she's sorry. She really learned from yeah. that incident with Garcelle about, like, what's okay and not okay. Because remember, she's part of the Hilton family. So, mm-hmm. you know, closet conservatives everywhere, but, um, you know, and when I say that, I'm not saying like all conservatives are racist, but like just the sense of like people who don't expose themselves to other walks of life. And so like, they actually don't understand what's racist and what isn't right. But, like I do, I, if there was a thing, I could understand what Crystal was saying of like, and I think I've heard this somewhere else where like Kyle's not really ex- like, despite her husband, Kyle's not really exposed to culture in a Mm -hmm. sense, you know, like, yes, she's adopted and embraced her husband's culture, but that doesn't mean she has like a very like exposed circle. Right. That makes sense. And so I get it. If it was like, Oh, she wouldn't understand if something's tone deaf, but if Kyle is saying that it was a flat out lie, it means I, I do believe her. Like Kyle is messy as fuck, but like, I feel like she's always honest. So, and yeah. to me, Crystal has always had that weird, like, cause even last season when I kind of liked her going in on Sutton, then like I immediately retracted it when she got super fussy with the, cause Crystal just doesn't say things how they are and like all the crypticness and all this stuff. And like some TikTok came out of a girl saying that like, she stopped being friends with the daughter of a real housewife because it was racist and like people trace it to be Sutton. Right. Even if Sutton is racist in this argument, I'm rooting for Sutton and Garcelle because it's like, just say the thing. Right. Like we aren't like, don't bring back these cryptic. And I love how they like call her out on her pictures where they're like, what's with these cryptic messages? Like, shut up. Like when Crystal right. was on watch what happens live and she's like, I'm just not going to say it. Cause like, I'm not that kind of girl and smart. It's like, you know, do you want a fucking Girl Scout patch for that? What right. Are you talking about like, say it. That, that's all a favor and say like, it. Like, it's not about your quote credibility or your like uh, discernment for quietness. Like, shut the fuck up. Because yeah, I mean, at this point in time, her and Sutton, I don't really think. I mean, Garcelle says she's not checking for Crystal and hasn't like seen her. I don't think her and Sutton are in a good space either. So it's like, what are you protecting? Like, what relationship? Well, she's just are trying you protecting? to make it seem like she's a better person than they. Yeah. Are because they're kind of like laying it all out there. But, like, you don't win any points in this world, like, by locking it up and being, quote, classy in your mind. Because you're not. You're lying. Like, that's what the thing is. Is like, she's lying. So I can't wait for her takedown. I'm sorry to say that. Um, I'm, like, trying to be more empathetic about Dorit and the whole um, robbery situation. You know, tough times for her. Like you said, Erica just like chiming in and supporting crystal like she knows what she's doing she just wants to get the attention off like garcelle said it perfectly mm-hmm. like erica just wants to talk about other people so nobody's talking about erica i love renna and all of the birds like how her mom was like if you see a bird it's me basically india there was a painting of birds when the medium said that in the room he was a fraud he said he's in the room with them when the mom is dying and there's uh, a painting of birds. And he says, yeah, when you see a flock of birds, she, it's her. 
Oh, I thought that the mom said that to her. Like, no, the medium was in the room with them in hospice. And he goes, yeah, if you see a flock of birds, it's your mom. And she's like, and then I looked up and there was a painting of birds in the room. The room that the medium was in. Oh, no. It was so bad, dude. It was so bad. And then everyone's wearing birds and she's just like, Lois, Lois. It was so like, I was just like, like, I have a thing like that about my family, but it's because like, it's something that meant something to my aunt that I knew when she was alive for many, many years. That was her thing. And so I do believe that that's like her symbol, but it's not because a medium who was in the room and saw that painting (laughs) said that to me. Jesus. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, sis. I didn't I didn't hear the medium part. I just heard I thought Lois said that. So I was like, also, oh. I was like, girl, you brought a medium to like again, people do what they want to do. But you know, I don't like Rena, so I'm gonna judge everything she does. Like you brought a medium into the room with your family when this lady is dying. Let her she, go. Let she's not even dead go. yet. Let the bird go. Like look, she's not dead yet. I know, like or get passed out. over. Like, she it, hasn't it, passed over to the it, other side. It should have just been family. The medium yeah. shouldn't have been there. He can tell you. He's supposed to tell you what you need to know after she's gone over to the other side. Like not yeah. before. And he was out here talking about fraudulent birds that were in the room already. Oh poor, poor Rena. All right. Anyway. And then these dumb bitches with their birds on their ears. I was like, rip those off. I'm sick of you. I was like, and they also think they're just trying to get. But they also a- yeah. Exactly. Points. Like Crystal was trying to give Noble. And I was like, shut up. Look, I'm wearing birds for your mom. Nah. Suck a dick. I can't. <laughs> um, let's take a break and we'll sprinkle some Dubai and wrap it up. Let's do it. All right. Let's make this quick and dirty. Okay. I only saw half of it, so I can. <laughs> um, I'm like, so I'm into Dubai. A lot of people say they don't like how produced it feels, but I think we need that. Like, just show me the highlight reel. That's all I want. We don't need to dig in too deep on a season one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like that as a different vibe because I don't think every housewife show should be the same. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't be like a plug and chug. Yeah, no, I feel that. Um, it's just a little boring. So well, I just like I zone like- out. Yeah, I mean, I just like how bitchy they are. Like, none of them have loyalty to anybody because they're not longtime friends. So there's just like, and they're not afraid to just like say what they want. I think they're all bitchy minus Sarah. Sarah just kind of minds her business, but the rest of them are bitchy. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to turn on Sarah a little and she's also an Aquarian woman. That's clearly my theme today. Uh, shout out to our friend Carmen, who's an Aquarius. I like. I was you. gonna say, Carmen's an Aquarius. <laughs> I saw your face every time I said it. I like Carmen. It's just my the sister's other one. an Aquarius, my younger sister, and I am. I have like a lot of Aquarius my friends. Venus Aquarius. Um, I'm a Lamar's little... an Aquarius too, but yeah, oh, yeah. No, I love I love Carmen. You're a wonderful Lamar. person. Love Lammy, but hey, support Lammy's business. That's another topic for another day. I just thought about it. I was like, wait. <laughs> like, toka, okay. toka, toka. Okay, ad, like, with no context. Like, people are going to know what the fuck we're talking about. 
Yeah. Aren't you in marketing? Like you need to work on that. I know. It just came out of nowhere. I'm tired, y'all. <laughs> um, anyways, now that we've had that lovely introduction, Carmen, we love you. You're the best Aquarian woman and then India's sister, I'm sure. But She's the right. other ones are just like like always just twisting some words. But first, I'm weak. Like I sat there eating the dinner that wasn't what I ordered because I had to. I was so hungry that um i was witnessing like caroline and nina talking and like the whole time they were talking about how their friendship was so unlikely they were both insulting each other the whole time but doing it in that like oh my god it was so funny because like i just thought you were so stuck up and And i just thought you were so boring yeah i thought you were so boring but like you weren't and it's crazy and i was like you guys are so fucking rude but i love it for television like i love shit like that and then um we had like Chanel and Lisa are planning this fashion show. I don't care about that part because that was nice. But then they sit down and have a lunch with Brooks. I think I'm a Brooks stan. I'm not going to lie. Like I love how much she doesn't care about anything. Like she just says, she kind of gives like Kelly Dodd mixed with somebody else. I had a thought about who the other one was that she's mixed with. She definitely but, gives a little Kelly Dodd. But just like, she just says it. You know what I mean? And like Chanel is doing, like I get that, or Ion, I should say. I get like people think that Ion is the star already, but she's already doing too much like self-produced housewives work instead of just being herself because like she gave Lisa a goat last week and now she's giving um, Brooks like a pot of lemons, which behind her back, she said it's because she's so bitter. And then in front of her said to make lemonade. So like, don't be a fucking wimp. Say that to her face. That right. She's bitter. Um, and I love those like sunglasses that, Brooks had like only somebody like that can wear those you know like people in their mm-hmm. echelon if you will if I wore that I'd look nuts um when Chanel said that she well she said that Stanbury is 50 and she's a child I was like you're telling me Chanel's not 50 no I think she's like in her th- oh you better not put a three I was gonna say late 30s early 40s oh she's okay. like I'm just a child I'm just a child I'm just a baby I'm just a baby like, she oh looks God. old as fuck to me. So, like being shady. I'm gonna have to pull a date. Hold on, let me see if I can find it really quick. Um, also, like I thought Lisa was friends with Stanbury, so I'm confused. I like I don't know who Lisa's friends with besides Ayan. I think that overall, she's always gonna have like Chanel Ayan's back, and so during the conversation, she's just like, I don't like. Maybe they. I feel like they've had side conversations, obviously, and it's like. Why are you being so shady to my friend? Like, Lisa's always going to have Ayan's back over Stanberry. Chanel Ayan is 44. So that's better than what I thought. That's appropriate. It's crazy because my cousin is 44 and she, like, gave auntie for the first time in her life yesterday. She, like, DM'd me an Instagram story of our other, like, baby cousin. And it was, like, she posted a guy in it and said, like, reunited with my baby. But, like, in spanish we say baby though i mean the same we say baby about our friends but she just sent me the story and i knew exactly she was asking me like is this her boyfriend because she had the baby cousin had just broken up with her previous boyfriend and i was like girl that is her friend since they were like in childhood and like he doesn't like the ladies (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, you are officially someone's auntie. Because like the <laughs> fact that you sent me the story to give you the, t- and she didn't even put a caption. She sent me the story. Like I knew what she was asking when she sent me the story. And she's like, this is why I have you. And I was like, oh my God, your stock just plummeted. Like, 
you used to be my hero for 31 years and now <laughs> you're a dork <laughs> it was so funny but yeah so okay chanel is 44 so she can chill out um yeah i just like brooks and then i just think i want to like sarah but i'm just very wary about it because like she knows really well like how to produce herself and twist her words because like she was like i'm on all these covers up of the magazine because like i'm a disruptor and i'm ambitious i'm like you're on all the covers of these magazines because you're hot in addition to being successful like yeah if you look like angela merkel or sheryl sandberg your ass would not be on all of these covers and she's had i didn't even realize that she's had like plastic surgeries like because she looks like i Yo, told you in the that's past when like i decided i loved brooks it's i told you in the past she, she looks like, like you want to talk about plastic she looks like an instagram um like filter, a filter and i mean yeah. in real life if you compare because i looked at her like past photos like she was always naturally pretty but her nose wasn't that straight and she didn't have that like chiseled of a jawline like her jawline is so chiseled it looks like she looks like an instagram filter like and her nose is just so perfect like, but her I mean, cheek, Brooke, her lips are still there. Her eyes are still fill. there. Brooks read her to filth. And then the side-by-side picture does not lie. Was I like, was sent to the moon. As like RuPaul sings. Head to toe. To, 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 to the moon. I'm going to do that song. It's my favorite. Um, It was crazy. I, so that's why I'm a Brooks stan. Because she doesn't give a fuck. She's going to say what she wants about anybody. Oh, for sure. Because uh-huh. she was like, I don't understand why Caroline Sandberg is an influencer. <laughs> yo like she doesn't care about chanel and lisa she doesn't like, like the boston or wherever the fuck she's from jumped out she doesn't give a fuck about anybody she's just like talking shit about all of them like i don't care she i mean her job title said spot enthusiast for a reason she don't got one she yeah. doesn't need it and also like is that the thunder on your side or on my side i think that's on your side jeez because if it was that loud i would have again jumped and screamed yeah weird like the storms are a storm in tonight y'all okay stay safe i thought this building was like weatherproof because it used to be a bank but i guess not (laughs) guess it's tumbling on down um (laughs) lord save me uh but yeah i'm loving brooks because she has like nothing to lose um and then the last thing about sarah and i promise i'm not gonna harp on her like we said i'm just having a week like you know, she was talking about like how she has 15 businesses, but she's also had failures. And she's like, I've been bankrupt twice, but that's like the white collar bankrupt where they yeah. just claim bankruptcy. Sonia Morgan was bankrupt and she stayed in her fucking townhouse and like held on to the letters. Oh, yeah. Know? Like and she like, just filed bankruptcy so that she could like start Sarah a new girl, business. We're talking about people that like live in a shoebox. Like you kept that whole wardrobe while you were, uh, bankrupt quote but i do admire that she's a hustler because she's like i started my fashion company like do your work yeah i did it for 20 years and then i sold it invested in tech and she's just like not a fail to not afraid to fail she's like i went bankrupt twice like she's not not afraid afraid to fail fail is because she has generational wealth all that money is from her parents that's not she's a fashion designer because she got the capital from her parents yeah so because like again i was listening to another show that was talking about like the Caroline Sambrio at all like the reason she's so rich like and it's just not spoken on is because it's her family's like her parents money yeah. she didn't need the hu- the first husband she had and that's why she doesn't care that Sergio is like a gay boy toy because she has her own money mm-hmm. that she's always going to have so like I admire that like she that Sarah sets goals for herself that like she's doing things quote on her own but she also like 
is operating under a privilege that most of us don't have and that it's right. easier to fail like it's easy to say like how many times you fail like because Kyle has the same thing on summer house is like he was talking about doing that all the time with all the apps he tried to develop mm-hmm. but like he had the safety net of his parents like that's probably why he matched up with someone like Amanda like this trust fund baby so yeah it's just like important to like like make sure to contextualize all these environments that these mm-hmm. people are operating on because it's people do that all the time right like they try to like and commodify that like on social media of like you could be this person too but like get your ass up and work no one wants to work these days oh not that speech was just exactly like at first like when she first said that I was like yeah like get up and work and then I was like oh but you know like after it like absorbed it's like wait a minute you need to chill the fuck out because like and she wasn't meaning to speak to, you know, like the Kim Kardashian at all wasn't meaning to speak to people. But yeah, I think people just like Sarah and like, I've seen her social media like a little bit since we started following her. Like she's very good at just like the vague quote that's like mildly inspirational and like, sure, we would all like to have that point of view, but like, we also need to aspire to like realistic things or like things within our reach while like taking care of ourselves. You know what I mean? Cause we just, mm-hmm. especially like sorry to get fake deep but like in the society we're in right now especially in our country it's like we all need to make sure that we have as much safety and stability as possible yeah so like yes it's great to have these dreams and like operate in the means that you can but don't feel like a failure because you're not like i'm reaching for i'm not reaching for the stars you know right you have to work within your own means so there's like my little pebble of knowledge for the week don't ever expect that again I don't know what's going on <laughs> with me but you know what I mean like because uh, there's a lot about like the feedback about Dubai too where mm-hmm. it's like they're all talking about like what stereotype breakers they are and like Stanbury saying like you can wear whatever you want you just have to be respectful and it's like no like people in Dubai hate all of these women on the show because they don't think that that's what their culture yeah. represents you know and that happens with all the housewives but it's like Dubai has a ton of problematic shit and like we're just and I'm fine to suspend disbelief for the entertainment of the show as long as they stay entertaining. I mean, Sarah's the only but. one that's actually from the UAE. And I mean, you can kind of tell by I mean, you can tell <laughs> that well, she's the only one from the UAE. Despite all her plastic surgery, you can tell. But yeah. I mean, not like by her face, I'm kidding, like I'm by, kidding, I'm kidding. by the way yeah. she looks. I just mean by like her culture, like her talking about her culture and her like religion and like her mixing modern with like and staying mo- like being conservative, yeah. um, but still being rebellious by having tattoos and like her her tongue is pierced and mm-hmm. like, you know, like just it's she says it's not because of her culture or religion. She does it because that's just who she is. And she wants to be she is a conservative person, but she wants to be rebellious and have these like tattoos and like, you know, just show her Again. be expressive. The, the um, Aquarian jumping out. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm an alien. I'm I think that's why I, I like, I mean, the Aquarius in me kind of like jumps out with Sarah. Well, like, I mean, I always get mad at the things I don't like about myself. So like the aqua rising in me, like, I know I get like that sometimes too. Yeah. And I don't like that about myself. So I think that's probably why I'm also extra critical of it. But yeah, because I mean, I think Nina... no one can understand me. Okay. <laughs> But I think Nina Ali is also very, like, traditional, like, you know, she's Lebanese. And so even though she grew up in the States, like, she also is, like, a very good depiction of the culture as well. Yeah. And you have the rest who are the expats. Nina is boring, though, because she doesn't, like, package herself. Because, like, again, Sarah's a businesswoman, so she's going to package herself as a product to us. 
Yeah. So I'm just always watching people again who like come with mm-hmm. the self production and like the I know what people are looking for vibe. Yeah, because Nina, I want the Brooks. we barely gotten any any taste of Nina. We haven't seen her husband. We haven't seen her kid. I mean, we've seen her. Kids, I was like, we saw but... her husband. He was at the in the carousel ride for Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, hmm. I don't remember. But, so you know, boring. the mashed potatoes, no seasoning. So, <laughs> but Blame. I mean, like they have a good life. You know what I mean? Like I think they don't have to show for too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure once the show gets rolling and she like gets mad about stuff she'll cause a scene like she's like she gives me like tones of deandra simmons from dallas yeah where it was like i'm a society girl so i'm just gonna keep my nose clean but then like once she gets pissed off she's like oh i'm not gonna stand for this yeah again i want like a brooks energy like i'll take eye on too as long as she doesn't get overly produced but i want brooks where it's like no here's what's going on and i don't care if anyone likes me (laughs) i'm just gonna say it i just love it so much so yeah, here I am. I'm yeah. sure I'll regret this in three weeks. We'll check back in if I'm a Brooks. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Libras, we finicky. We switching <laughs> sides. <laughs> um, Lisa's fashion show went off without a hitch. Oh yeah, it looked great. This now. clothes looked great. That's all I have to say about that. I think that's it. And again, not to be cynical and shady, but here's the cat moon jumping out, financed by her husband. I didn't like, but. yeah, but I didn't like that he did the intro and was like, you know, um, like they, like they won't let me have any input. I just pay the bill. And it's like, why would you say that? <laughs> like you're yeah, like yeah. denouncing her, to, you know what I mean? And making like, you're patronizing yeah. her a little bit. And then even the preview when he was like, well, like I haven't signed off on that. Like I have to sign that in order for it to happen. And she's like, why are you patronizing me? Like, like daddy, may I have money for my business? Like, I don't know what accent that was, but. Like, I mean, <laughs> we're always pulling the worst accents on this show. Like, do not hire us for SNL. We won't. We won't work out. That was awful. Um, but it's like it's not as bad as my water. <laughs> I did not listen back to that. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> like, never ask me to do an American. That's all I got. But I have to do like her twitch face. She's so unwell. Oh man. All right. Well, sorry. There was like a oh, so she's just canceled. <gasps> I'm not gonna kill myself. Don't call a hotline, but oh okay. Oh, but we're currently looking at other flight options for you. I guess. I don't even want to go. Sorry to my nephew, but JetBlue is trash, y'all. I'm a Delta yeah. girl personally. I just did it because I had a credit. Uh, no, I get it. I have not yet. I've yet used my JetBlue credit because I'm just like. Well, like the only airline anyone should ever fly and pay whatever the cost is, is Delta. Yeah. JetBlue, trash. Southwest, trash. American, trash. I United, love a Delta. I haven't flown in a long time. Decades. So I'm not sure, but... Trash. But trash. it used to be trash. That's why I never flew it. But I think at this point, it's probably better than the other three. It's Delta or Sfulanoelta. Yeah. I try to think of something to run, but it didn't come. It's just Delta. So, sorry. I like hit it and it said unknown. And then all of a sudden, like, I kind of heard the voice. And you know, when you get that feeling like, yeah. wait a minute, because me... you've been seeing the thunder. Yeah. Oh my God. But why? Um, like, that's, a, that's very like in advance because your flight's not till the morning and it's only nine o'clock, 930. It's just beyond like... What am I supposed to do? 
JetBlue and was my like, favorite wow, part okay. is listen to what they wrote. <laughs> That's why I was like, wait a minute. I have to listen to this because we have to discuss. It. We apologize. Uh, so firstly, it just says your upcoming flight has been canceled. And it says, we apologize for this disruption to your travel plans. We're currently looking at other flight options for you and we'll send you an update shortly. They also emailed that to me two and a half hours ago. And then I got the voicemail an hour ago. So like, did you rebook it? Could you? I'm in disbelief right now. I've never had such a ratchet. I mean, at least I don't have to wake up, I guess, at the hour that I had planned to. But like, it also still kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. I'm so sorry for being rude to you on our recording. But that was just like, you know, when you're just like, I need to take this in. Yeah, no, I get it. I, okay, well, my night's been ruined again. So, (sighs) I guess my dreams are never coming true, India, is what it boils down to. No, they are coming true. I guess, just not in the way I envisioned them. I'm sad. I feel like it's the end of one of the flop seasons of Housewives. I'm Vicky Gunvalson divorcing Dawn. Oh, man. Dawn's not here. Dawn's at the river. And Dawn's sad, and I'm sad. All right. Anyway, guys, we will... Um, or when we'll... she yells, my mom just died! <laughs> She's just, like, yelling it at them over and over again. Sorry, guys. I promise I'm almost done with my Orange County uh, binge of all the seasons. I hope you've been enjoying my clips. Um, I'm currently on season 12. Justice for Peggy Salahian, 100th Housewife. I think that was a bit of like undercover racism and discrimination as to why she didn't thrive because they didn't fuck with the Armenian shit. Well, anyway. Um, so down with racism, we got to go. All right. I'm going to eat my Chick-fil-A. Ruby's going to book her a new flight and we will catch you all next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye.